The Commands of the Apostles 16. Do not be afraid or lose heart. An old-fashioned phrase perfectly expresses the emotion toward which this command is directed. His heart failed him. Her heart failed her. It is that sinking feeling that comes when we realize that all hope is gone. We have reached the end of the line. All options are exhausted. Help will not arrive. The Marines are not coming. We are alone, hopeless, helpless. There is nowhere to turn. The nightmare is not a dream. We've all experienced it. Indeed, it literally feels like emotional heart failure. Our heart, as expressing hope, vision, optimism, courage, the very motivation to go on breathing, simply wilts, gives up, and fails us. Such a season came upon me recently. I sat a few moments ago staring at the words I had typed. Do not be afraid or lose heart. My mind was blank. I simply sat and stared. I had nothing to say. No words of prayer came to my lips. I was completely empty. The words on the page described me. I had lost heart. I was discouraged into hopelessness. Everything within me wanted to give up the fight, give up this project, give up writing. Just give up. Honestly, I wanted to give up life itself. Perhaps fear is an intrinsic component of such emotional and spiritual heart failure. That is why in Scripture the words, Take heart. Take courage, do not be afraid, are inextricably linked. The discouraged, fearing, failing heart are all symptoms of a common malady. They strike when we forget our Father, when we think we are alone. We are not alone. Such desperate moments challenge us to seize upon the reality of a mighty theological truth. We speak of God's omnipresence, in lofty, abstract tones. Yet is this the most down-to-earth reality in the entire lexicon of our theological belief system? God is omnipresent. He is present everywhere. He is in this room at this moment. Not merely in the room. He is beside me. He is with me. He invites me into his lap. That's what omnipresence means, that I may climb up onto my Father's lap. He is present with me, and in me, and I in him. He quietly whispers, as your mommy or daddy held you and bandaged your skin knee and soothed your tears, now you are in my lap. I am holding your bruised heart in my hand, my son. I will care for it. You may trust me because I am your good and loving Father. I love you more than you know. Even realizing this great truth, however, it is easier said than done to take heart when everything about us shouts, Give up. It is hard to hear the Father's gentle voice. 
it is hard to feel the comfort of his invisible caress. No simple answers cure a failing heart. No spiritual heart transplant miraculously prevents fear and discouragement. We must thus devise methods for heart health, ways to keep the spiritual hearts we have fit. I exercise daily to keep my physical heart in shape. My wife and I eat carefully to supplement exercise with good nutrition. Similarly, we must discover methods for keeping our hearts spiritually and emotionally fit. Prayer, scripture reading, and devotional books obviously form a foundation to that regimen. To these we each add our individual heart therapies. Simple things like fresh air can help clear the brain and boost the heart physically and emotionally. I started reading a book this week to oxygenate my sagging prayer life. I am hoping it will give my failing heart some badly needed nutrition. Contrary as it seems, even talking with a friend who is also discouraged, or who is not discouraged, and whose optimism can buoy me up, provides a great tonic. So occasionally I pick up the phone and call my sister, or my friend in Indiana, or another in Ireland, just to talk and laugh and pour out a few of my troubles to a listening ear whom I know loves me. I invariably set down the phone feeling better, encouraged, not feeling alone, not fearful of the future, more aware of the Father's loving family encompassed about me, and my heart no longer failing. I bid you to take heart. Take heart, men. Acts 27, verses 22 and 25. Do not lose heart. We are always of good courage. 2 Corinthians 4.16 and 5.6 Have no fear, nor be troubled. 1 Peter 3.14 From the Commands of the Apostles by Michael Phillips Read by Michael Kimball more information on this and similar writings may be found at fatheroftheinklings.com. Visit Amazon to purchase the Commands of the Apostles and other books by Michael Phillips.